Louise. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, Louise, I was just checking up, and uh, when I came on to the Holy Smokers podcast, uh, the one and only one that we've done was September. <laughs> yeah, it was a while back. I know. I didn't think it was that far. That's about five months ago. Yeah, it didn't seem that long ago, but it went really quick. Yeah. So anyway, I was sort of thinking like maybe you know because we've had this we had this get together over Christmas and we were sort of thinking about like this this new sort of like Christian book review. Yeah. That maybe we should just change the whole thing and start all over again. But you know, change the name of the website, the podcast, and stuff like that. Yeah, big revamp. We had some yeah. inspiration over the holidays. Yeah, very true. So anyway, um, guys, today we are doing, uh, as you probably just guessed, we're doing a uh, book reviews of uh, books that we find on Audible and um, all Christian books. Um, and this was like Louise's idea to like keep the podcast going and fresh and stuff like that. So which book have we just done? Louise. So we did John Bevere and it's called God Where Are You? Um, and so the idea came from, you know, I listen to a lot of Christian podcasts and different sort of faith related podcasts and they always have guests on and they talk about their books and they go, oh this was so powerful and I love this and that and when I've been listening to them I've thought, hmm, I wonder whether they would say that if the author wasn't a guest on their podcast like yeah. we're not really getting an unbiased review of these mm. books um so i was really excited to look into this one because when you go on audible it's um it's one of the best sellers but if you go to the christianity section it's on the like the top of the list oh okay yeah because like um so like yeah so basically um because we're not gonna well we hadn't thought about having any guests on so we can be sort of like brutally honest but christian <laughs> yeah we can we can tell our honest opinions in a christian way <laughs> yeah okay so yeah top of the bestsellers list well uh that was a that was a good choice to start with um, <laughs> uh so so how, how did you find it on a whole on a whole i thought i thought it was quite good um i thought there was it one of the strengths of the book was that there seemed to be quite a lot of practical advice um, yeah. practical advance um practical examples so when he references scripture sometimes in christian books they can kind of just pull out one verse and make it fit to whatever they're yeah. trying to say but yeah. with John he would use um situations you know sort of an example would be like uh he talks about Job and his dialogue with his friends or he talks a lot about King Saul and King David and that conflict mm. um and so he'll take a whole situation and glean wisdom out of that and all of its context rather than just pulling things out which i thought was really good yeah i mean i must admit that um i <clears throat> i sort of like you know because like, when, when we were sort of doing this i said like you know what i like reading a book is okay but like i'm not really into reading that much so mm -hmm. like it's like probably better for me 
Um, but saying that, this book is five hours, 25 minutes long. And yeah. uh, to be honest, I, because we decided to do this on, what's tonight, Friday, and we decided to do this on Wednesday, <laughs> it had a bit of a struggle to put in. But if we do it like, you know, like if we decide to book tonight and so next Friday we'll do it, uh, it gives us a whole week to do it. But um, I found it um, very encouraging. I've never heard anything about this, about the wilderness before, I must admit. So I think it was a, quite a, I think it was a brave topic, but maybe that's just because I'm new new to Christianity and I've never really looked at it like that. I mean, like, like some of the things he comes out with, um, I found like, uh, really interesting and thought-provoking. Mm. Uh, he, he, he goes on about, like, obviously he try, he puts a lot of it into his own personal situation, um, which at times I thought became a bit too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know, that's just my honest opinion. But, you know, like, if he's not going to put his personal um, approach into it, then how are we going to understand it better? You know what I mean? So he probably did the right thing. I just found it a little slightly over. Um, but like some of the, you know, like the thing about like, you know, where, you know, like um, Jesus goes into the wilderness and mm. it's like, um, but of course wilderness can be anywhere. It could be, a, you know, like, like you know, we, like we live in city centres. That's a wilderness. I mean, you could be in a wilderness in your own home or your own place of work or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, and when I was, I think it was in the introduction, he was talking about how he wrote a book, was it like 20 or 30 years ago? And this was almost a bit like a revised book, but not really because he said he completely revamped it. But he, he revamped it in 2019 and I thought, wow, that was so fitting because <laughs> like yeah. six months later after it was published, like it was like this global wilderness that everyone was forced into and it's something that's like not just christians it's unbelievers who like who can relate to this idea of a wilderness season where you're like what is going on like nothing i want is happening nothing i'm trying to do is working all the doors are closing um so I yeah. that, that might be a bit prophetic in a sense global wilderness well i mean maybe that's yeah now now you've like said that because i didn't know that about the book um it sort of makes sense why it's probably like in the uh bestsellers list yeah yeah a lot of people can relate to it i suppose mm. probably a lot more than normal because of like this like global lockdown wilderness that we've all been in yeah, and I did get the. I thought, hmm, you know, if I if I picked up the book with sort of thinking, okay, I'm in a wilderness season, nothing's going right. This might answer some of my questions. If I if I picked it up and thought, this will answer the why, I might leave a bit empty-handed because no one can know why, and I think part of John's message is. It's kind of like he said, I don't know, I didn't know why he was doing it for me until, you know, long after. I don't know yeah. why he's doing it for you, but if we look at 
who God is and his character, we can know that it will somehow, as impossible as it seems, will be for our good. So it's very comforting, um, but I can imagine there's, if you're in that season, it's still super frustrating, like not having any idea where you're going. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I did find that a little bit. um, And of course, it's always good with hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's speaking with hindsight. I think it's, the things he's referencing when he's like a youth pastor, he talks about that a lot. And that was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> so. I think I heard him say at the end that he was 59, I think. Yeah. Uh, and he's written 20 books. So um, he's obviously very good at his craft. Uh, yeah, okay, so a couple of things that like stuck out with me is, um, so with like you know like Christians, I mean like you know whether you're in a wilderness or you're not in the wilderness, um, a lot of Christians and I would probably say this about myself is that I'm in I'm in a box and I bring God into my where you can put yourself in God's box and I found that um, quite challenging. Uh, did you think of that? Because, you know, let's face it, in today's world, that's going to be very, very difficult to do. But then who Christianity was easy? And I think also as well, there's, there's this idea of like giving up all your own ideas and um, all your own desires and trying to wait and see what God tells you to do. Yeah. But it's like you said, in, in today's world, like it's everything is so instant. So if yeah. you have an idea, you can just go do it. You don't have to wait or ask for permission from anyone. Yeah. Really, you can kind of get the ball ro- rolling instantly with any idea that you have. Even if it takes a long time to complete, you can start on that road. But he seemed so, to be a bit against that, though, didn't he? He was sort of saying, no, yeah. no, no, you, you wait. Um, but. But is that because he was like reading from script? You say today's world, everything's like here for us now. Yeah, but then I suppose, you know, he's saying wait and wait, but part of the message he's saying is that when you're in this wilderness season, um, sometimes you don't, you don't hear God talking back to you. Like you're praying and you're searching and you're saying, well, why is all this happening? Like, help me put the pieces together. Yeah. And there's no, there's not necessarily an answer. So it kind of felt with some of his examples, I felt like, well, he says, wait, but then he had, you know, some instant deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. Later. And, you know, sometimes people are waiting for years thinking, what the heck is going on? You know, it's it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, because there was, a, there was a little bit in some of the later chapters where he was saying about, um, um, there was, I can't remember who it was, but um, he, was in, he was in his wilderness and um, God, he, he was, he thought like, oh, you know what, you know, I'll jack this in and I'll go off to Egypt where it's better. And God said, no, you have to stay here and like dig wells, you know, and um, basically you have to stay where you are and build something. And yet 
like I think it was like next chapter or two chapters on, he said like uh, always have your bags packed ready because when God decides to move you, that's it, you're gone. Yeah, I remember that. And he was like, you know, he used the example of Joseph where he, what was it like, maybe ten years or something? He was in prison, yeah. and then, and then within a day, he was like prime minister of Egypt. That yeah. Was how he followed it up, and I think part of it maybe is, I'm not sure, like he does talk about how from a young age he was part of he doesn't name it so i don't know what this church in america was but he says it was like the biggest church in america you know what you know what louise i found that quite strange actually because i'm with you on that because he said that he was on the um biggest church in um southern states of america and then he was then he said that he moved to another church which was the biggest growing church yeah. Then he was in another area where it was, um, I don't know, but something huge as well. And but he never named any of them churches, and I found that quite mysterious. Yeah, I thought, why isn't he naming them? Do they have a bad reputation or something? I don't know. Uh, but you know, going back to what we said, you know, like saying that you could probably investigate that quite easily by just going on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> looking through his TV and you were finding out where he was like this youth pastor and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was reading it, you know, when he's using all these examples of this really like high flying mega church in America and he was like the assistant to the head pastor and he had this, you know, such a big role and he was doing all this ministry and all of this stuff. And I thought, well, you know that that sort of life it's 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 easier to see uh, changes because everything is already so big yeah but what if you are just a normal person who works a nine-to-five and yeah. is just you know going through an average not an average life but a normal life and you're not yeah. in a, working for a mega church this is a lot harder. I don't mean to like diminish his experience, yeah. but yeah, sure. I just thought it's it's a lot. It's a it's a different story <laughs> in like yeah. those two different cultures. And another thing I found slightly sort of confusing was that he was saying about you know like these mega churches and these huge churches that were getting like you know you know thousands of kids off drugs and stuff like that. Um, uh, he was. But he was also saying that um, that means nothing. It's it's all about your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, what, whatever you do, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really come into it. It's like you know, and I found that quite confusing because he, he he was sort of saying, you know, like you know, I've been part of these like huge. I mean, why not just say, well, I was a youth pastor in you know this church in Florida. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to name it, but it's just, I found it strange that he was sort of saying it was a mega church and it was growing, you know, hugely. And uh, the next yeah. two churches he went to were growing hugely. And then later on, he was sort of saying it's got nothing to do about the size of the church. It's your um, personal relationship and intimacy with God. Yeah. So, right. But I suppose, to, you know, th- that will mean different things for different people, depending on what season they're in, I suppose. Yeah, and maybe because we're from the UK, like I've had American friends who 
lived over here, over here for a couple of years and they would talk about America, where they're from in America and what we consider mega churches because we're like this tiny little island is yeah. like nothing to them. It's totally normal because they have these big areas of suburbia yeah. and everyone goes to that one church. It has to be big enough. So maybe there's a bit of that in there as well. Like there's yeah. a bit of a cultural disconnect, but I definitely noticed that as well, where there was there was mentions of that sort of background. And I thought, hmm, you know, it's it's hard for me to relate to, you know, my if I'm going through a wilderness, once I get to the end of that wilderness, it might not look like joining a mega church and saving 2000 souls <laughs> in the yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. There's a relativity to it that I couldn't mm. quite relate to. But I must admit, one of the things that he did, he was talking about that he sort of drew together was um, so like the wilderness, um, you should look at it, look at it as like a spiritual gym. Mm. And then he tied that in with his um, weight training thing that he was getting into. Um, so like if you're in the wilderness and he's like you know send you a problem you know you have to get through that problem through prayer and faith and stuff like that which means you're strong enough to cope with that problem which then means that you know that you he can send you a bigger problem and um, and he comes out at the end of it and was saying like you know like well if you if you if you can't um, if you haven't got enough faith and strength to stand up to the opposition soldiers, how on earth are you going to deal with the opposition's horses? Mm. And I thought, wow, that's like, that's really, really good. Yeah. Like to, um, you know, if you get a problem, it's just like, you know, because I mean, I, I remember a few years ago, <coughs> you know, the slightest problem I'd have, I'd blame everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. it was never before. Now I just take control of it. Yeah. Say, like, okay, this is what we got to do, um, and uh, I'll get annoyed about it after we sorted it out. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a good aspect of it. Was that there is, there was um, an aspect of personal responsibility. Maybe, maybe that's the wrong term, yeah. but I think no, something. Yeah, we can we can kind of expect to just be kind of carried along by the wave of Jesus and he'll just get us through. But sometimes God calls us for more. Yeah. About, you know, if if we answer the call, then we'll get given those things, those works to do. Yeah. Um, That's exactly what he was trying to say with that sort of um, wilderness spiritual gym stuff. Yeah, and I thought he, you know, he used a couple of examples where, you know, I think it was uh, John the Baptist. He spent what forty years in the in the desert preparing for. I think he said, well, like six months of ministry, yeah. and then Jesus had his forty days and forty nights, and then Paul the apostle, he'd had about eight years before he even went and met the original apostles. Yeah. Um. And I think I, when I first heard the term wilderness season, I thought it was just kind of like the latest Christian 
lingo that yeah. sometimes pop, pops up it becomes yeah. kind of trendy but I thought oh actually there is like a biblical basis for this yeah. it, it's a recurring pattern when God is working in his, in his people or if he wants to prune people it doesn't make sense that they're surrounded by distraction yeah he wants them to really focus so he oh, he takes yeah. them into these kind of dry places Good and so I, I thought oh okay that makes sense it, it kind of lent some um it gave it some authority the fact that he could back that up with examples for me yeah. where like this is a real thing that it's a recurring thing that god does yeah it's really good it's, uh, that's that's really good that yeah i i totally get that now yeah like i say i did find it a couple of bits confusing but like some of it you know like on a whole i thought it was like um you know i'm I'm certainly going to take the lessons that I've learned from this book into <laughs> the next world. The next wilderness, or am I in a wilderness? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone in a wilderness? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'll definitely take uh, these things, and like, um, uh, you know, was there anything else in the book that sort of stuck out to you? Um, I think the only other thing that I noticed that I liked was that he talked about the book of Job and yeah. how um, his friends, Job's friends kept accusing him and saying, well, you know, all these bad things have happened to you. You're in this miserable state. You must have done something wrong. So what you should be doing is focusing on finding that unrepented sin or whatever yeah. it is that you've done you've clearly done something really really wrong to anger god yeah and sort it out and very early on in the book he said you know we can make bad decisions that can lead to hard times but that isn't always the answer to yeah. why we're in this season and i thought that was that was good because you know that can be our knee-jerk reaction if we experience something bad we go oh no what did i do wrong like god's this is a punishment why is god doing this and we yeah. we take the negative view straight away yeah and it was like he was encouraging us saying well you know if you know god that's not what god's like so like put that to a, a side just for one second it could be that but let's consider for a moment that that's not what it is yeah and see what else god could be doing in all of these circumstances and I, I liked that yeah that's a that's a that's a good thing yeah um so i mean like it, it, i was just gonna say like you know would you recommend this to a friend but like <laughs> it, if you if you were chatting to a friend you'd sort of think like oh you know what this guy needs this book yeah, I like if I <laughs> if I had a friend send me a book that said God, where are you? Yeah, I think I I don't know whether I would take it <laughs> that well. I'm like, what are you saying? What do you think yeah. about <laughs> the state I'm in that I need this yeah. book? But yeah. it it is it it was encouraging. Mm. Um, in general, I think um, it would be harsh. I think it would be harsh to give it to somebody as a present or a gift. <laughs> yeah. Or, if they actually read it, I think you'd get a call with with, um, with them thanking you. Yeah. 
I'm not sure the title really did it any favors. No. I'm not sure why they chose that title. Maybe yeah. it was. Well, I, I suppose this is for this is for people, you know, because we, you know, we see everything online now, you know, with all the Amazon and uh, Audible and stuff like that. It's so it's just click it and it's already on your phone. So. Yeah maybe not much of a gift but with a title like that and like you were saying you know like as we're in sort of like this global wilderness which is a brilliant phrase actually um that uh everyone sort of think like oh yeah that's a good point where are you and then yeah. like you know buy it um like i say i can't remember the price of it um but uh but of course you know if you go onto audible you can just download it for um if you join up you could probably get it for free yeah and i'm i'm sure you know when i go on amazon for all these books i always check the the used and new if i can yeah. get a, a bargain yeah so oh yeah there as well. yeah so um so out so what do you think we should do you think we should leave it a few weeks before we start marking them or <laughs> Do you think we should just jump in and sort of like out, out of five or out of ten or um, how many Hail Marys? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, because I've not read a lot of Christian books, so maybe um, what do you think? Yeah, we can give it a go. You know, it's I, it's been a while since I've I've read a couple of more modern uh, Christian books. Um, so I, I haven't done it in a little bit, so we can we can see the state of the ones that we're we're doing. Yeah. And assess as we go along. Maybe maybe next week we'll be like, oh, well, it didn't quite measure up to John Bevere, yeah. but it was all right. I mean, there's a lot of scripture in this one, which is good. Yeah, and I was surprised by that, especially because he was going on about you know his big like southern states mega church and yeah i think he was you know on uh the kind of tele evangelist sort of channels yeah uh, maybe this is just me being british and cynical yeah. but i thought oh okay and then as i was going on and he had a lot of scripture i thought oh it was like a pleasant surprise that there was actually a lot of scripture and it was you know used in context yeah I think that, um, like I say, he's, he's this was his twentieth book, so um, uh, obviously, like I said, I, I've not read any of the other nineteen. But um, I mean, it might be interesting to go to one of his other books at some time in the future. Mm. Um, but I think if we just sort of like you know skip about and just sort of see an interesting book and sort of say, right, okay, um, this week we're doing that one, and. Um, so maybe the um, people who are hopefully listening to the podcast um, can like go and check the book out and then uh, leave us a comment or a voice message and say what you thought of it. That would be good. Yeah, and, and give us some ideas for which ones to cover next. Oh, I yeah. I think it would be yeah. interesting to look at what what's popular in like the Christian circles at the moment and yeah you know as we said we, we haven't read much lately so it, it'll be interesting to see where we're at as a community and what sort of things we're taking in and 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. But like I was saying before, you know, at the start of the podcast, because we're just coming up to two minutes to go now. Um, uh, you know, like, like the name of this podcast might change next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the website might change. So, um, but it was just good to like get it kicked off the ground. And uh, I thought it was a really good book to start with. It was very thought provoking. And um, uh, I think, I think most, a lot of people will find it very, very helpful. Yeah, thought-provoking and also in a simple language. It wasn't, you know, complex ideas. Yeah. Or maybe it was, but he diluted it for me to understand, which is yeah. good. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Louise. Thank you. And, uh, thanks for all the people who may be listening to this. If you found it interesting, pass it on to other people. And as Louise was saying, you know, if you think you'd like us to um, uh, hear our views on any Christian book, um, give us a shout and like, uh, we'll dig it out and we'll do a review on it. Um, yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. So, um, same time next week then, Louise, yeah? Yep, it's a day. Yeah, so we won't say what book we're going to do next week because we don't actually know. Yeah, we haven't looked yet. No, but uh, yeah. So, um, guys, thank you very much for listening in. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, you can catch uh, me and Louise every week from now on. Um, And uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, send us a message. Bye. Bye, guys.